babies. You know what? Uh, I'm in a I'm in a foul mood. We this is Wednesday night. We got the Celtics down uh, in the NBA Finals. They've been playing like shit, and uh, you know that's where I'm at right now. That's my that's my mood. I took a nap. I feel great. <laughs> I still don't know if I. What time did you take that nap? So I worked 4:30 a.m. to 2:30 p.m. Came home. I can't do math good. Are you on 10-hour days yet? No, that's a... Yes, uh, that's a 10-hour day. That's a 10-hour day, 4.30 to 2.30. Yeah. Do you choose to go in at 4.30? Yeah, so I can get out at 2.30. Ooh, what about 5.30 to 3.30? Like, isn't that just... Eh. This... <laughs> I can get so much done in that two hours that no one's there. Okay. See? Do you really get things done, or by done, do you mean watch NBA Finals games? That and lineup interviews and get... <laughs> Gotcha. Send some stuff out. Let's see. Done for us. Got it. Okay. Well, work. Um, yeah. Work. Go on. And then I came home, had some za, and then took a nap. <laughs> okay. What do you say we start the show? Uh, Simple Mind Sports Show. Uh, all things having to do with New England sports, the latest and the greatest. Uh, we are a two-man show uh, again today. This is these are summer hours, so. Bill pops in when he can. And holiday, holiday, obviously. Uh, holiday and a uh, new stepdad. So um, he has to do what he's got to he's do. He's not a new stepdad. He's been a stepdad for the past 37 years. He just That's doesn't true. care to acknowledge me anymore. That's true. I apologize for that. Raymond. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, why don't we do some opening takes, Gabby? Oh, sorry. Uh, Ray, why don't you start us off with your opening take for the uh, Simple Mind Sports Show? Uh, thank you, Richard. I think the NBA Finals is starting to pucker up one Jason Tatum's butthole. The light is too bright for him uh, because his fourth quarter, Mr. All-NBA first team, is nowhere to be found. Uh, he is a measly 5 for 21 for 23.8% in the final 12 minutes of these NBA Finals. He is not playing well. He's not playing like an MVP-type player. And uh, maybe the bright lights uh, is his kryptonite because he is nowhere to be found. Boo, stupid take. Uh, Celtics in sevens, my opening take. Celtics in seven. I had it from the very beginning of the series. Don't say I didn't, Raymond. I had Celtics. No, I played the tape back. I already listened. From the very beginning. Uh, don't give me this fucking I took the Rams situation. Celtics in seven, Celtics <laughs> in seven, Celtics in seven. Uh, Jason Tatum. Cunt. Jason Tatum is uh, not having uh, the series that he had against the Heat and certainly not against the Bucs. Um, the bright lights have shown bright, not just on him, but the remainder of this team. And I will remind you, Raymond, that this is a team. This is how they got there as a team. Yes, you would like your all first team all NBA player to step in and take over. I will also remind you that he's 24 and probably just doesn't know how to do it. And I will give you one more reminder that there is a big fat fucking obstacle in his way that by the name of Marcus Smart. Oh, your man. That's your boy. My opening take is trade Marcus Smart. <laughs> I've come full circle from the bubble. Full fucking circle. So uh, obviously heavy on the Celtics um, tonight. We'll be doing some Celtics recap. Maybe Thursday, Thursday night game at nine o'clock. That's. We just heard Ray's work hours. That's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to take a nap when I get home tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> You'll make it. You'll make it. We'll see. Uh, we'll do the, we'll do the uh, Game 6 recap. Uh, the Red Sox, they keep winning. Uh, the Patriots dumb it down. Bruins coaching search. And uh, simplest mind of the week. We got a whopper Ooh, a, for you there. It's a doozy. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, so stick around for that. Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, June 17th. Welcome to the show. Someone say to me, Do I have something to say to you? One word. Oh, uh, hap. <laughs> uh, if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, ah, that's right. Uh, isn't Bill around there too? Yeah, next week. I don't care. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we apologize. If you are listening on iTunes, please uh, subscribe, rate, review. If you're uh, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, uh, subscribe, rate, review, and share it. Tell your friends. Tell the, your hottest, 
Tell you about this. One of the hottest uh, sports by Bill's standards, we are the number one uh, rated uh, podcast New on England, iTunes. New, New England sports podcast on iTunes. Self-proclaimed. Proclaimed. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right, Ray, let's start with uh, the NBA finals and the Celtics struggles. Uh, lack I, read, of... I read. <laughs> you read up and down. Yeah, just fucking pay attention. <laughs> Lack of composure close and late, I think, is where I want to start here. These are just here's what I have for you on this Celtics segment. Um, uh, just random thoughts, a stream of consciousness that fell on under the email today. I thought Gabby was going to be here to really pull up the slack, but she uh, she had the sniffles. So um, I've never met this girl before in my life, by the way. Uh, Neither have I. <laughs> she I, you know, we just keep shitting on her. I, feel, I don't feel bad, but I'm going to say I do. Um <laughs> My first stream of consciousness thought was lack of composure close and late has been the uh, Achilles heel for this team going on forever. So it's no fucking surprise to me, right? Celtics in seven. I told you the only surprise came uh, in game five. I thought they would have won that game and they probably should have won that game. Game four as well. Nope. Knew they were going to lose that. They know they they have never they haven't won two in a row. They've lost it. They have a worse they record were at home. Up on in the going in the fourth quarter, they just couldn't close it out. Could have told you they would have lost that. I I would knew they were going to lose it going into the game, and I could have told you they were going to lose that going going to lose that going into the fourth quarter. Now I was fucking blitzed in that game, so I don't even really remember the fourth quarter. But I was very drunk there. That too. being said, this this went exactly as I thought it was going to go until game five. And until the very end of the third quarter, where the Celtics made a comeback, a 15-point comeback, were up two with the ball in hand, with the la- with chance to take the last shot of the quarter. Jason Tatum got it. They completely annexed their offense. Tatum got the ball about 45 feet from the fucking basket, got double-teamed, barely got it off to Jalen Brown, who decided to take a contested three-pointer with some seconds left in the shot clock bricked it badly which led to an, a rebound for the warriors about four or five seconds to get the ball up across half court passed to a wide open jordan pool from about 35 feet where the warriors practiced their free throws who drained another buzzer beater three uh, at the end of the third quarter uh, instead of going into the fourth up four up five you're down one and then we see the saw the barrage of mental midget play by Udoka, by Marcus Smart, by Jason Tatum. Udoka and Smart are the ones that got teed up and were bitching at the refs. Tatum was doing his normal thing uh, at the refs. It's just a complete mental collapse in that fourth quarter, at the beginning of that fourth quarter. But I I will hold true that it started with the way they ended that third. And uh, I don't know. Things changed for me at that point because that's generally a game they've won in this playoffs stretch. And they uh, completely freaking collapsed, and uh, I didn't expect that. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I still have Celtics and sevens. No reason me reason for me to give up that pick, but I'm certainly more worried than I was uh, going into Game Five. So what's happened? You change all this? The Celtics and seven. You think so f- after you think after holding Steph Curry to zero three pointers and they still win that we can come back and win the series? Yeah, it can completely change, right? The the only the the thing that holds the Celtics back is their off their uh, stagnant offense in close and late situations. I think it's very, very, very plausible that Game Six. Now, obviously, this is being released on Friday, so we already know the outcome of Game Six. But let me give it to you anyway. Oh, Rich, Rich Stradamus, this very possible that the Celtics fucking blow doors on game in Game Six, and that's how they win games. They blow doors. They, they suck close and late when they get leads and they play defense there. They win. It's very, very possible for them to do that in game six for them to show up at home. I thought that I thought they would win in seven because I saw that going as having two cracks to, at it to win the championship. Now they only have now they only have. Technically, they need to. They don't have to. Right. Yeah. They got to win two in a they row. They need to win two in a row. Yeah. Like against the Bucks, which we all thought they couldn't do it, but. I think we can agree the Warriors are better. We do that than against the, the Heat too. Didn't we do that against the Heat as well? No, we they lost done. Game Six against the Heat. Should have won it. Should have oh. ended it in Game Six. 
So now they got to so right. now you got to win two in a row. I think it's possible. Game sevens are wild, but I would certainly give the edge to the Warriors if it got to Game Seven in San Francisco for sure. But I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question. The, the thing that changed is I thought that they were going to win Game Five and they didn't. So yeah. um, there you go. Now well, the whole here. mental thing you're saying too is you know obviously Tatum broke the uh, turnover record in the postseason. I mean that needs to stop. I mean are the erratic passes that the whole team's been doing it's not just jason tatum the turnovers have been terrible it's just you can tell they're not there this is the first time in the finals it's showing throughout these finals that this is the first time these guys have all been there they don't have any experience and yes the lights might be too bright but they're still managing to keep it a series it's three two so this could yeah all... i mean yeah you're opening the, you know the, the the puckering up of the assholes is real and expected it's the first time there going against three-time champion, Hall of, surefire Hall of Famer, the greatest shooter of all time, who shoved you in a fucking locker two or three of these games with his carrying. Obviously, I'm talking about Steph Curry. It, they're 24-25. Yeah. Like, the pressure has finally caught up to them. Yeah. And I think we saw that in game five fourth quarter not game four fourth quarter we've seen that from them we've seen them blow the blow those leads all season long their offense gets stagnant that game four they missed eight three-pointers nine three-pointers Al Horford was the only one that made one Jalen missed all three of his Tatum missed two smart missed three and I think there was one attempted bucket inside of the three-point line We've seen that from this team. We've seen them collapse like this. That fourth quarter against the Warriors, that's fourth quarter in game five, that was a mental fucking breakdown. That was different from the norm. So that has me worried. That has me worried. Um, let's, sw- let's switch over to the, uh, to the Warriors side of the ball. Have people forgotten that Andrew Wiggins was the number one overall pick by the Cleveland Cavaliers? A number not. one overall pick. I did not forget about that. The pub that this fucking guy is getting for scoring 22 points like it like he's been shot out of a cannon from from fucking uh, South Dakota State D2 like he was the number one overall pick he was the number like he's Canadian though highly recruited recruited high school player for years and he just underachieved drastically in Minnesota reports are he was kind of an asshole and now Technically, I guess he's the second best player on the team, but the pressure that he faces is really the fourth. So I don't know. I'm not terribly impressed impressed by Andrew fucking Wiggins. Like Andrew Wiggins going off is like Al Horford going off or Grant Williams going off. I was going to say Grant Williams would be better. Example. It's like your fourth guy on the depth chart that you're allowing to go one-on-one and getting buckets. And oh, by the way, he was a number one overall pick. Yeah, they just couldn't make it in Minnesota or Cleveland or Minnesota, rather. I wouldn't be surprised if he has shit games six and seven again, if they make it to seven. Like if Andrew Wiggins comes out and lays an egg, no one's going to give Andrew Wiggins going to be all over him and be like, no one's going to give Andrew Wiggins shit if he disappears the rest of the series and the the Warriors lose. It'd be Draymond, Steph and Clay. That's where the blame would be. So or Kerr. Your thoughts on Clay. Oh, actually, I have that question after this. Um, your thoughts on Steph. And I know that you hate Steph. I don't. I still respect Steph. It's getting there. He's getting a little bit too. No, that's not true. Uh, Steph Curry is fucking amazing. Um, and everyone should respect him. Is he is he just on a mission? Is the legacy oh, yeah. is this the legacy thing? The thing that okay, he's just been ask, too good. He's just too good. Let me ask you this when the media was saying that win or lose, Steph Curry should be MVP. Did that make you mad at all? I don't really give a shit about. Finals MVP. All right. Well, I was like, a little infuriating because that's just let me, saying let me ask nobody, you, no one else on the Celtics deserved to win MVP if we won it. Let me ask you this. If the Celtics win and Steph Curry wins MVP, do you care? Yeah. If the Celtics win the championship and they give the, the MVP to Steph Curry. Yeah. I don't give a You're fuck. saying that no one in the fucking Celtics that got them there to win a championship? Like no, Jaylen it's not Brown got doesn't... them there. They already gave the trophy for got them there jason tatum got it. it's called the larry bird trophy. okay so they won the series again it's about the series and he has clearly head and shoulders been the best player in that series he's single he's had two games there's only been five okay 
three Six of them he three of them he disappeared, and nobody else has performed the way he did in those other two games on yeah. either team. I don't yeah. give a shit. I do not care. Uh, let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. This whole Steph Curry three championships has never won a Finals MVP. If he loses right now, he loses at three up three two. If he loses and gets the MVP and finally has that Finals MVP, does that even count? It shouldn't. It doesn't count. He lost. Yeah. That whole conversation is dumb. I'll give you a, it's dumb, but it doesn't bother me. I, here's what's going to bother me when the Celtics lose and Steph Curry wins the MVP. That'll fucking bother me. That'll bother me. I'm not watching that presentation. I'm shutting the, this have is you Friday. Ever watched, have let keep, me ask you a question. We have to let keep me, time traveling. Let, let's do this. Let's do a reverse jinx. Last night when uh, the Warriors won and they went to present the trophy to Steph Curry for MVP, I shut the fucking TV off uh, or I turned it on a repeat of MASH. I didn't watch Steph Curry get the, what's, is it, what's the, uh, do they, did they give that a name? The finals MVP? Yeah, is the Bill the Russell? Bill Russell award, yeah. He probably didn't earn that. Go ahead. Uh, have you ever watched a, like a New England lo- team lose in the championship and the other team get the trophy presentation. No, what yeah, we, we, <laughs> no, we, we just, <laughs> I started to keep making light of this uh, subject, but we just had a, a very uh, heady conversation with Mr. Ian Hill, who uh, helps uh, men's suicide uh, prevention go down. Uh, I don't want to become another fucking statistic. So no, 2007, I didn't <laughs> watch Michael Strahan go up there and get the goddamn Lombardi. No, no I didn't watch Kobe in 2010. Take the, the, mm. O'Brien trophy. No, I turn that shit off and I don't watch sports for months when my yeah. team loses a championship. No, it's hard I to pick up bodies. I get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we've been doing well for a while then. Yeah. You know, I try to make it a win-win. If the Celtics lose, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. Mm. Especially this time. Cause all you have to do is watch the fucking Red Sox. And who wants to do that? Well, you can pay 30 bucks for Nesson uh, streaming service. Have we talked about that yet? No. All right. Save that for the end. That'll be a combo for the simplest minds of the week. Uh, how about this, though, uh, for a continue the anger train? I hate Draymond Green. Anybody that likes him is only a Warriors fan. When he followed Tatum into the into the uh, into the uh, Celtics bench, not letting him shoot or whatever, which is kind of getting in his face. All I wanted was someone to punch that guy in the fucking nose. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Let's touch on the real quick. We've done this every, every game, but it's such a hot topic in the NBA. Do you think the refs were bad in that game? No, I don't either, but they definitely leaned golden state in the fourth. No, the whole game. Emay's technical was was nothing. That was nothing. The phantom calls they were getting, I just, the NBA is a joke. Their officiating is a joke. And I fully expected, I fully expect that the Celtics got the same treatment in game six. I, I hope fully so. expect. We talked about that the last time. What was that, game two or? Game one three. Or, we're four, the, whatever yeah, it was. Game, no, game three. We're hoping that, you know, this refs will be on our side. We got the extender. So hopefully the extender makes an appearance for game six in Boston. You have to. Yeah. That's the way like the game that's goes. The only now. Way. Yeah, that's the only way. It's honestly, the way the game goes and you have to be extraordinarily good or lucky to overcome. Like you need an extra gear or an extra level of talent to overcome the the wave of officiating and the calls. It's just fucking gross. Yeah. It's fucking gross. It's dumb. Are you surprised that Adam Silver hasn't like tried to fix this at all? Yeah, because I mean, a problem. It's a, like a laughing stock. Like the media talks about everyone talks about how like the M- it's like rigged like the refs are just got their fingerprint all over these games it's like why wouldn't you try to even after the donahue shit like nothing really got changed yeah and i don't know like how much it actually affects the true outcome but it it you could certainly feel it maybe it's just the public opinion swaying me but like, you can certainly feel it during the games you can oh, absolutely yeah. feel it during the games and i and yeah. i've i've texted you guys like i've said it during the celtics games like oh this they got this one in the bag for the celtics mm-hmm. they've been giving these fucking guys you know how many times have the celtics doubled up on free throws on teams in these playoffs when they or if the them? away team is uh winning you can see that the home team's going to make a little comeback you know because the refs will give them some foul calls and the whole momentum shifts and all that shit yeah yeah it's a little bit gross um okay uh finish my question up here do you um we hate draymond do you hate clay yep yeah. Go on. Fuck that guy. 
what that whole press conference he had about you know oh real classy boston fuck this guy he's a clown like do you not remember when uh someone was in golden state calling lebron a pussy ass bitch and the security guard had to say hey watch your language lady and clay went on the press conference afterwards and was like yeah you know i guess someone's feelings got hurt well clay your feelings got hurt you little fucking bitch He's come off real soft, I feel. He's come off real soft, and he is still way too cocky for the type of player that he is now. Like, when he had a couple shots, chucking shit to the Celtics bench, like, man, these guys are fucking cocky. Man, they're cocky. And he Very wears cocky. that headband like he's a fucking... Uh, he's Goddamn injury. Like he's a, I saw that when injury. you that guy today. <laughs> what you do? Just tuck up behind your ears. Are your ears big? Like... Like, yeah. not, a little more aerodynamic you're just a full two tenor just like you look like an asshole you look like a full-on asshole yeah just fucking yeah. change that shit man fucking hate these guys all right quick break we'll see how uh, game six worked out fucking terrible instant reaction from game six nba finals celtics loss i don't even know what the final score was something to something not enough biggest takeaway three four takeaways i think one of mine is going to be one of yours okay 103.90 103.90 was the score. Closer than it was. Let me... Uh, okay, biggest takeaway, immediate takeaway. You came out 14-2, uh, to and then you gave up a 21-0 run. First time it's happened in 50 years of the finals. Um, at that point in time, I think everyone had the same thought, which is what a disgusting, sackless display with your... with. Game six, NBA Finals on your home court. They got booed. Applause, Boston. Yeah. Way, way to stay right true to yourselves, so. Boston. You you booed your home team in the NBA Finals, and they earned it. They mm-hmm. earned that boo. Matt Damon in uh, Saving Private Ryan. They earned it. That was, that was number one takeaway from this game. However, they did make a comeback. They did make a come several comebacks. Which leads me to my other biggest takeaway, and this is the whole series. They used up all of their their all of their uh, goodwill in their experience uh, in playing above their heads about three games ago. Mm-hmm. They they all of their composure went out the door, went out the window, and those bad habits and that bullshit that we saw last year that we hated so much started creeping back into this team. Um, and we saw that on full display tonight. And we saw that in game four. We saw that in the fourth quarter, game five. They just completely lost composure. Steph Curry willed that team to a championship. He knew what he needed to do. And that team knew what they needed to do. They just had to execute. The Celtics were fucking lost. Mm-hmm. Midway through game four, fourth quarter, game five, wherever you want to take it, they were deer in headlights, deer in fucking headlights. Um, it, which brings me to I think my third takeaway: Jason Tatum. Who, who, who's a top five player in the world? All NBA first team. Jason Tatum. Did he play tonight? Points in the fourth quarter. Did he oh, play he tonight? I don't think so. That that guy. He needs to learn. He needs to take yet another step in his offensive game. And I think I've chronicled that on this show multiple times. We'll do it again next week. I got thoughts on it. But his disappearance in these last several games obviously is key to their loss. And then my final, go ahead. What What, what happened to the mama mentality that you uh, idolized Kobe Bryant and his game and all that? Kobe Bryant would be rolling around in his grave right now if he could see this fucking well, game. Because Tatum disappeared once again. And on your home court, like you said, just didn't show up. He might have had the mentality. He took shots. He tried in the fourth to get shots off in the fourth quarter. He just he, Andrew Wiggins owned him. Andrew Wiggins, former number one overall pick, Andrew Wiggins owned Jason Tatum in this series, specifically in the fourth quarter. And then in this game, he might have had the mentality, but he lacked the skills. 
Someone mm-hmm. called into uh, 98.5 this week and said, you know, Jason Tatum's wearing the armband and talking a lot by, about Kobe. It'd be nice if he fucking played like him. <laughs> and then uh, brings me to my final point uh, in this whole thing. Uh, and I'm coming full circle on the Boston Celtics and their next step and what they need to do all the way from the bubble to uh, snip snapping on this to snip snapping back to the beginning of this season, saying this is the first move you have to make. I'm trading Marcus Smart as fast as fucking possible. Tell me the return. Look, Marcus Smart, I'll do this one more time. I'll probably do this a thousand more times. Marcus Smart's a good NBA player. He won the Defensive Player of the Year award for a reason. He's good at defense. He didn't. That didn't make a fucking lick of difference. Steph Curry averaged thirty something points, so it didn't mm-hmm. make a, a bit of difference that the that he won Defensive Player of the Year. He is not a true point guard. He uh, has just as many bad turnovers as everybody else. He cannot control an offense. He's eight years in this league. He is what he is. He still continues to think he's Allen Iverson. Um, and when the chips were down, your quote-unquote heart and soul of this team, you were down eight. Walking back. And you threw a terrible turnover, and he walked back with six minutes left. Final, final, absolute final nail in that coffin. Marcus Smart needs to be removed yep. from this team if they uh, really want to uh, take the final step in this. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Show me the return. They have to get a good return for it. But... Um, those are my four takeaways here as the uh, Celtics season comes to an end. Obviously, we're going to be overwhelmingly negative uh, after that performance. Um, but I guess the season's a success. Do you have anything on my takeaways or do you want to go? From no, I, I told, that was my takeaway to trademark is smart. I, I had it with him. I mean, you're not a point guard. You think you're the heart and soul. You think you're bigger and better than you really are. You're not. Uh, like you said, trade them, see what you get back for return. But I would like to see Derek White. I like how he can come off the bench. If you can get a true point guard to, you know, start in this lineup, it would be great and have Derek White continue coming off the bench to be that spark plug. But yeah, Marcus Smart has worn out his welcome in Boston. It's time to go. Speaking of moves in the offseason, we'll get to it, I'm sure. But uh, their bench, I think, was a negative 50 at one point in this game. Negative 51. <laughs> they don't have a bench. Mm-hmm. They don't have a bench. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of areas need to be addressed. So, uh, we don't have to take up too much time here. It's late. Uh, but just in terms a quick synopsis, your quick immediate reaction of the Celtics season overall. Amazing. I'd go amazing. Successful season. Very successful. Very successful season. No one thought that would be there. What do you remember what your prediction was? I think you had him going to the NBA finals because I think, I think you I always did. have him going to the NBA finals. So <laughs> hey, you got to be right. Way to you go. be right once in a while. But yeah, I think I had him dropping in this like when the season started. I think I had him losing in the second round. I think Bill had oh. him losing in the play in. No, I maybe no. I had him going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Conference finals. Like top yeah, four. Bill had him in the t- losing in the play in. That's right. You still have to eat a cum cookie because I had him in the top four, and um, I'm the top two. No, hey man, look that. Your best player is 24 years old. Uh, I'll give a I'll give a golf clap to Jalen, even though those turnovers are horrific, just those horrible. Bad. Those are bad turnovers. He man. was the only guy playing with some balls out there. I feel like him oh, and Horford. Horford at times. I was gonna yeah. say Horford at times. Horford hit big shots. Yeah. Um, but he's soft as shit too. Like you have Steph Curry on you, and he's passing out. He's getting turnovers off Steph. Oh God! What a frustrating. Bench is too small. Peyton Pritchard. I mean, you got to get rid of either Derek White or Peyton Pritchard. That, that bench is way too small. You need to get some pure shooters that are like small forwards or uh, uh, shooting guards that are more than six feet tall. So that's that's my big things you need to address in this offseason. Trade Mark yeah. Smart. Address your bench. Their wing depth was a was an issue to start this. And I'm wondering season. if Al Horford comes up. back. I mean, I know he's gonna get a big payday. Oh, he's, he's coming back. They fully guaranteed that motherfucker. Yeah. I, is it 19 or is it 27? 27 because they made it to the finals. Yeah, so they guaranteed him. That's a, It's an expiring deal. It can be moved, but I would move Marcus Smart before I'd move Al Horford. No, I'm wondering if he'll retire. I mean, Oh, know. no, no, no. He won't. He's not giving up that money. He went to Philadelphia and just for the money. He's not giving up $27 million on a place he actually likes to be. Mm-hmm. And they should be the favorites in the East probably uh, to start next year. Well, it's the NBA. Anything can happen and lots of players can move and We'll see True. what happens. So, but hopefully now with us going to the finals, this brings us uh, that uh, rapport that the veterans want to sign here for 
you know, the vet minimum so we can start. That, and you got the uh, all NBA first teamer and Jason Tatum, who's mm-hmm. got the endorsements and yeah, you're, you're lined up to get some, uh, some vet minimum bio type of deals. You're, you're lined up to trying to get to get those veterans and maybe that's what they need because at the end of the day, it really was lack of composure, lack of experience, no NBA playoff game experience at all. Um, just absolutely caught up to them. They haven't oh, lost. Yeah. They didn't lose two games in a row for months. Never mind three. I don't think they've lost three games in a row since Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say last year. So that was just composure. We I texted you, I think it was yesterday, Jason Tatum. I th- was probably going to fall in somewhere in the top 10 of minutes played in a playoff run at 1,000. Yeah. He clearly... I mean, his shots were short. He was getting blocked by Andrew you Wiggins. Obviously, he, you, you know, his legs were tired or, or heavy or whatever. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Frustrating, frustrating game to watch. Disappointing end of the season. However, I think we can call it a, uh, a success overall. Oh, absolutely. Because no one thought they'd be here. So, yeah. um, too much crying from Steph in that uh, on the court Way too much crying what a come bitch. on man like Dude. it's your fourth time here like i, yeah, I get cool. it you got the mvp yeah you, you worked hard to get back here but you've done this before nobody thought we'd be here like come on dude you're a three-time champion like act like you've yeah. been there yeah. act like yeah. you've been there you had a pretty easy run to the finals just like we did with uh, everyone getting hurt so it's like come on yeah come on. but yeah whatever good for him uh cemented his legacy so whatever fuck him fuck him all right uh, sort of the headlines with the obvious one. Oh, thank you there, Richard. Uh, the Celtics reached the brink of elimination in San Francisco with a 94-104 loss to the Warriors on Monday. They trail in the series 3-2, heading into Game 6 in Boston. Racer Thomas boldly declares victory for the Seas, forcing a Game 7 on Sunday. The latest series wins against the Angels, Mariners, and Athletics have left the Red Sox firmly in the suck-bag wildcard spot. Uh, they enter the weekend series against the NL Central leading St. Louis Cardinals. Bruce Cassidy finds a new home with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Bruins are still sending out SOS messages to any desperate enough individual to jump on Don Sweeney's sinking ship. Patriots update. Skinny Ray, a.k.a. Matt Patricia, is still the leader of the 2022 yes, New England Patriots. <laughs> I did not because I blocked you. But this has been headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. You got some nice nips. Man, you were locked in. Yeah, I, I told f- you. I told you. I I blocked the screen now, so I can't be uh, messed with. I was flicking my nips for that whole segment. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it back on YouTube. And if you like that, subscribe, rate, review, and tell your mothers. <laughs> There you go. Uh, they are rock hard right now. Okay. Uh, Mine are always hard. Look at those are tiny. I can't even see them. They're like little pepperonis, like you got on uh, Elio's. Ooh. Mm-hmm. How many Elio pizzas could you eat in a sitting? You think? Like hungry? Like if I'm like hungry, haven't eaten in a while. Let's call it determined. Four. They're pretty big. They're bigger than. Yeah. I can do four. You know what? Uh, I had Elio's. This is a while back now, but it was a really long time before I had them. And I was super excited. It tastes like shit. Not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not great. Mm-hmm. Hey. Don't you hate uh, that when you had like, you're like, oh man, this is going to be so good. I yeah. Like, yeah. And then you like have it and you're like, this fucking sucks. Ingrid had a craving. She had a Pop-Tart craving, like Ooh. classic Pop-Tart. I went and got pop tarts. What's a classic pop tart? Like, like there's a lot of places around here that make homemade pop tarts. Oh, well, you're talking like Kellogg's, aluminum foil. Yeah, Yeah. s'more, uh, strawberry, whatever your flavor there's. S'more, my man, (laughs) my man. So we got it and had it, and it was just like, this fucking sucks. Let's go get some toaster strudel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, the pizza. Uh. I watched, uh, I was taking a poop this morning and I watched the Portnoy pizza review, which I don't watch a lot of anymore. They're kind of pretty redundant, but they always make me want pizza. And I've decided that I'm going to do a pizza tour of my local town, Frederick, where there's a lot of them. And I would, I'll extend the invite to you. If you can break away for a day, come on down. We'll do a pizza. Nobody I'd rather do a pizza uh, tour with than old Doughboy. I think a nice summer, you know, beer in our backpacks, 
Mm. Walking around, I'm in. Okay. Um, speaking of that, is uh, Ingrid gonna mind the uh, flash flash lens that are gonna be coming from the rooms that evening after a pizza tour? What are you guys gonna do? Just sit around and fart all day? I need to make a T-shirt. Uh, speaking of farting, the Red Sox are winning. Uh, they uh, starting pitching. Uh, so again, uh, the stream of consciousness here for the email just wrote some things down. This is where I want to go with it. Uh, so my guy, God damn, I do wish Bill was here. My guy, Nick Pavetta, another brilliant outing uh, on Tuesday, eight innings, giving up one run. We've seen Alex Cora stretch his starters out multiple times now. Um, insert Irene joke. And- Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> go on. What you, you, uh, keep going. It's the next thing, but go on. Okay. Uh, waka 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 has been one of the lone bright spots in the on the Red Sox from the Baseball beginning. Parts. Yep. Uh, anyone with a brain's been saying that for several weeks. Uh, you have. We've seen Evaldi, who's now in the IL, but we've seen him do his regular <laughs> thing. Bill's guy. Bill's guy Evaldi. No, Evaldi's my guy too. He'll be back. Um, we see obviously Pavetta has, I think they have three complete games, which is I don't know, double of what they've had in three years or whatever. Clearly Cora is riding his starters who are the better pitching group of on his team right now, uh, rather than handing it over to the bullshit. That is the Red Sox bullpen. And it's been working for him. They've been winning some close and late, uh, uh, tight games. Um, but they've also been getting help from their stars. Raphael Devers is on an absolute tear. This is coming out Friday, so I don't know how many games in a row he's hit a home run in now, but that dude needs to get paid. They need to give him the fucking contract right now. Also, did you see the headline that Mookie Best did an interview and said that he did want to stay in Boston and all that was over? Bullshit. What a fucking asshole. He didn't want to be here because they offered him multiple contracts, and he's like, no, no. They, yeah, they were $100 million late on him every year, but he didn't want to be here. They just can't do the same thing with Devers. Just got to fucking pay the guy. Yeah, just fucking pay the guy. He's been on an absolute tear. Um, the whole middle alignment lineup's been play, play, uh, hitting well. Uh, JD's found his stroke. Xander's been pretty good all year, pretty consistent all year. Obviously, Story got hot, really, really hot in May. Um, came back down to earth a little bit, but is still consistent. So you're getting what like you said last year, Ray. The middle of your order is going to hit. If your starting pitching can be consistent enough, then you're going to be good enough to win games, especially against the trash of, of the AL, the Mariners, the Angels, who should be better, but they're not. Um, just got out of the athletic series, which I'm assuming they won. So you can beat up on the bad team, split with the with your division, and that's a play, that's a recipe for a playoff, especially with an extra wild card. That's what you should be doing. That's what this Red Sox team should be doing, but I think they should be doing more of it because I still think there's holes on this on this roster that Bloom left open almost so intentionally. Bill's been saying it like, you know, uh, when the warm weather comes, the bats will warm up. Do you think this is going to go on throughout the whole summer? Or do you think this is just a hot streak that every MLB goes through MLB team goes through that they're just hitting some strides right now, but it's going to fall back apart sooner or later. No, I think they have good enough. I think that they have a good enough lineup where, Obviously, Devers is hot as shit right now, but last month, Story was hot as shit. You'll have a month, a couple of weeks where Bogots is hot as shit. JD will do the same thing. Uh, we've seen Kike Hernandez um, get on that type of role. Uh, the bottom of your lineup is still trash, absolute fucking trash, but the top six, top seven on some nights are good enough to carry you, especially when you can rely on at least three guys out of your starting lineup to go out there and throw you in old school, six, seven innings, and yeah. by God, maybe even eight if you're the hero that Nick Pavetta is. Um, so I, I, I think that they're in pretty good shape. Let me get to these four. I think the guy that you were talking about, uh, there's some news on on uh, the old skinny lefty. Oh, no, you were, you were talking about Evaldi. Yes, yeah, but also the skinny lefty. I also have some. Okay, there's news on him. Um, but before that, I mentioned Heimblum seemingly almost intentionally left holes open in his roster specifically at right field and first base which are your two black holes in uh in in the lineup right now we saw rev snyder ref snyder how you pronounce it with the catch of the year the other night oh yeah that was amazing they're platooning that right field with arroyo jbj rev snyder um we've seen jared duran come up and get some time 
but it's just tonight is he it just seems like you know we know that bloom is focused on that minor league system and building it and building it build it and he probably saw these kids that he wants to bring up this year are pretty close and didn't want to invest in right field and certainly not in first base for the second year in a row you don't have a functioning first baseman bobby dahlbeck mr mendoza line himself and franchi cordero god love him came up here and give you a spark but He's going to turn into a pumpkin. He is what he is. He is what a fuck. He is what he is. So, um, Heim doesn't get a slide on that for me. You know, those two spots in the lineup are killing you. Um, and, and it needs to be addressed. We'll see what they do at the deadline or if Tristan Cassis can come up finally, or if Jared Duran can, can solidify himself in the lineup, then Bloom wins. But if he, if that doesn't happen, then, uh, he fell short uh, completing a uh, uh, completing a team that should be competing for a World Series, which is what they should be doing. Let me ask you this, though. If they don't trade for anyone and they leave Bobby Dawback in there and say, we're waiting for some minor league prospect to come up, will you be happy with that this season? No, bullshit. Go get me a guy. Go but get me a veteran. That's what's going to happen. That's, that's what's going to happen, though. Go get me a competent veteran for on a two or three year deal. These kids can sit in the fucking mind. We've it's baseball. You play 162 games. Guys get hurt. It works itself out. They're not ready. They come up. Look at Dustin Pedroia, your favorite Red Sox of all time. The guy hit a buck 42 for the first two months of his career. And if it wasn't for uh, Francona having the balls or the foresight or just the confidence in this guy, he would have had to go back down and maybe never come back up again or like so it's it's yeah okay so you I'm just like i don't you can't just wait around you can't just wait around same thing with the celtics i wrote that blog they're they're <laughs> the, the interwebs where, are going nuts you, over it their window is closing oh simplemindsports.com your window is closing celtics you're 24 25 years old and your window is closing this year fucking get a championship Red Sox, you were in the ALCS last year. You're two games away from the World Series. You have a $220 million payroll. Don't give me Tristan Cassis is coming. Go pay for a fucking competent first baseman. Go pay for him. And if Tristan Cassis comes up and is better, then buy that fucking guy out and kick him to the curb. Who gives a shit? It's the Red Sox baseball. You, it, they, this is year three of Heim Bloom. They should be knocking on the door of the of, of the World Series. Well, they almost um, did. And yeah, but... They did, and then they took a step back. So their young guys have a chance to have a window to get up, and it's bullshit. fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. Um, Chris Sale is still on speaking the mend. Of, speaking of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> on his way back, speaking of stupid, arguably the worst contract in Red Sox history, Chris Sale. On the mend, on his way back, supposedly. Uh, I don't think we should expect to see him until after the All-Star break again. Which Bill um, said. Bill can toot toot wherever he is right now. To toot queen. That being said, I got the perfect spot for him. Where is right? this, Richard? Your biggest hole. A lot of hole. A lot of hole references right your now. Your mother? Letting slide. The back end of your bullpen is trash with a capital T. You got nobody reliable to close. Enter Chris Sale in the hole. I can see it. Did it in 2018 to win a World Series. Uh, started his career in the bullpen. We've seen him struggle um, in the starting role coming off of uh, whatever last surgery he had. Go give him one or two innings to go out there and fire that fucking thing. Well, how long is his rehab stint you think going to be? Um, whatever it generally is. Um, two or three weeks. Probably middle of July he'll come back. So you got what? two and a half months of the season left. Yeah. Throw him in the bullpen, make him uh, work his way back to that rotation. Yeah. I like, and James Paxton still Paxton is still on the way back. I put both those guys in the bullpen and go trade for a starter that you can, that you can fill in in the rotation. And then I think you're, then I think you're in business. And then depending on where right field and first base shake out, if one of these fucking kids can come up and, and hit and swing the bat, uh, then you're really, then you're really in good shape. And, you know, we can, uh, send our apology letters to Heim, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen until that point. I'm still going to be skeptical. Last year was the year of positivity for the Red Sox. This year is the year of uh, skeptability. Um, quick afternoon delight. We'll be back with some Bruins thoughts. That's not a word, is it? Skepticism. Is that what you're looking for? Welcome. Afternoon delight. <laughs> 
Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. I had th- there. Were, I, I read three head headlines. Headline. <laughs> I I read three headlines in the Bruins today that drove me uh, cookie bananas. Oh, you just been angry all day. Yeah, I've been emo- yeah, not really. It's coming waves. Here's my first. Uh, first, I'll read. I'll, I'll read you all three. Get your thoughts. First one: Golden Knights sign Bruce Cassidy. I called that. Boop boop. Two two. Second one. The Bruins' off-season decisions depend on Patrice Bergeron's decision to come back or not. <laughs> and the third, the Bruins are not leaning toward contract buyouts for the likes of Felino and Howla and Nosek and these guys that they signed last year um, to fill in their bottom six. That sucks because Sweeney can't draft. So why did you fire Bruce Cassidy? I can answer that. You, you are bringing back... You're trying to bring back your ideal situation is to bring back basically the same team and basically strive to get to the second round instead of being bounced in game seven of the first round. That's what you're telling us. You're not going to buy out these shitty veteran contracts. You're waiting for Patrice Bergeron to come back and hold down that erection line so that uh, uh, David Pasternak will stick around because reports are he doesn't want anything to do with Dunce winning. He wants the fuck out of here. David Krejci has... Sniffed about coming back to the NHL, but he's not coming back to the Bruins if Sweeney's here. So you're reliant on the same team as last year, half of which don't want to be here because you are here. But you fired the coach that dragged that shitty roster to within a goal of the second round and then left this org, and then after fired, went to another organization that's essentially in the same place as you a veteran-laden roster that's trying to compete for a Stanley Cup. What did you fire Sweeney for? Uh, I mean, what did you fire Cassidy he, for? Because some of the players thought he was mean. Jake DeBrusque. They favored Jake DeBrusque over Bruce Cassidy is what it really comes down to. I just think someone needed, uh, a head needed a roll from up top. Someone in that Jacobs family said someone's got to go, and Cassidy was the guy. It's just, it's infuriating. It's ass backwards. It's dysfunctional. It's stupid. Here's the deal. The moment they decided to fire Bruce Cassidy, they needed to shake hands with Patrice Bergeron, tell him if you want to come back on a million-dollar deal, you're more than welcome, bud, but we're moving on. Yep. We're moving on. Bye-bye. Pasternak, you don't want to be here? Fine. Bye-bye. Give me a first-round picks. Three of them. Let's go. Bang. Let's do it. You would be so happy, and Bill would be so sad. I don't hate I don't hate David Pasternak. I'm just the only person with a level head on this fucking guy in the entire region of, of New England. Shrinks when you need it most. Tatum, Pasternak. Bye-bye, Marshan. Bye-bye, whoever. Just it's time to wipe the slate clean. Start all over. Start all over. Start your three-year rebuild. Let's go. And don't bring up your AHL coach and be like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll make this work. Nice segue, Ray. Uh, Let's do the coaching odds. I saw the candidate odds for uh, the next Bruins coach. Stop me when you know a name. Okay. There's a couple on here that you probably know that I knew. I didn't know most of them. That's why I said that. Uh, Nate Lehman is the odds. uh, I don't know. We're going to keep going. (laughs) Nate Lehman. The odds on favorite to land the Bruins coaching candidacy four to one. Where's he here's from? one. Uh, here's one uh, that everyone knows. Barry Trotz. Yep, I know him. Barry Trotz, one with the Capitals, broke the Schneid uh, with the uh, Washington Capitals a couple years back in Ovechkin. Five to one odds for old Barry Trotz to come here. He's not coming here. He is too old and too mean. Mm-hmm. Greg Carvel. Is that like the cake? Uh, Ooh, Eleven. I'm in. <laughs> Two odds for old cake boy. Pete DeBois sounds French. He won't he won't last long in Boston. Eleven to two odds. Dave Tippett, Andre Tippett's uh, white brother. That's what I thought. That's why that's where I was going with that as well. Seven to one odds for old Tippett. Jeff Blashill, seven to one odds. Jim Montgomery, seven to one odds. All those guys played for the Bears defense in 1986. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one that everyone knows. Mark Savard, seven to one odds. How can he come if he has uh, headaches all the time? Tough going to be uh, calling up a play with uh, with the brain scrambled. <laughs> Travis Green, uh, not Trent Green, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Travis Green, 
8-1. And uh, John Tortorella off the board signed with the Flyers, who continue their death spiral to nothing. 10-1 uh, to 1 odds there. I'll give yeah, you three more names. Butch. Yeah, suck it, Butch. Uh, I'll give you uh, uh, these other names that actually people have been talking a lot about um, that actually do seem like they might happen. Dave Quinn, um, ex-BU coach, ex-USA hockey coach, and Jay Leach um, was with the Providence Bruins. Uh, latest was with the Kraken, but he has hands-on experience with the likes of Trent Frederick, Oscar Steen, great, uh, great. Stadnika. So he really knows how to tap into these guys. So he knows uh, how to deal with suck. Mental simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> suckiness is suck. And then the Nate Levin guy who had mentioned, uh, just to refresh your memory, uh, first on the odds, four to one odds, Nate Lehman. He's coming from college. Uh, I think he's oh. younger than us, right? Uh, so, you know, he's, he's got, he's got that. He'll he'll be a player's coach. For sure. Yeah. I actually have no idea how old he is, but coming from the Providence Friars, really important that he can, uh, you know, uh, relate to the Jake DeBrusques so, of the world. So the generate. Yeah. The new generation of Bruins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last break uh, and we'll do a little Patriots dominant down talk. Uh, all right, right. <laughs> the Patriots are dumbing it down, coming down to our level. Uh, we've had some reports out of uh, what are they in now? Mini camps, OTAs. Uh, Why do they call them so many different things to confuse the shit out of us? But Just also so to learn our alphabet. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the headline or the uh, the greatest headline. It's not a headline. It's a uh, clip. A uh, Fuck yeah, no, we are dumb. Uh, Isaiah Wynn said that uh, the Patriots are dumbing down the offense. He's the one that used those words specifically in an interview. Um, he's also been shifted to right tackle. Finally, finally, in the last year of his deal, he said that they're dumbing down the offense so the offense can think less and play faster. Do you believe that, or you do? Do you believe that the offense is being dumbed down so the dum dums? Uh, and Joe Judge and astrophysicist Matt Patricia, aka Skinny Ray, thank you, uh, can keep up and call plays and you know run the offense. I think this is the first time they've changed the whole offensive scheme since uh, Charlie Weiss was there because Charlie Weiss was the originator and uh, Josh McDaniels added on to the playbook. So this is the first time that Bill Belichick's actually like wiped it out and let him have a clean slate and do this. So yeah, I think it is to help fat uh, skinny Ray rather and uh, Joe judge be able to learn the playbook, call the plays and all that. And I think it's also helping out some of the new guys. So learn faster. Yeah. I'm on record on the show saying that I'm not terribly worried um, about the offense or not as worried as a lot of people are. A lot of people are making a big deal of it. Rightfully so. I mean, Matt Patricia and Joe judge track record is pretty much garbage. Um, I just don't know how much how big of a deal it's going to make. So I got a couple of notes here from OTAs or training camp or mini camp, whatever the hell OTAs. it is now. Come on, okay. Uh, Mac Jones is apparently the next Peyton Manning and Tom Brady incarcer- incarcerated. Don't. don't Everybody is raving about Mac Jones. I know his leadership, his control over over the offense, his ability to make throws. People are going nuts over Mac Jones. He's even skinny now. So if that's true, look, I, I think it's all going to be overblown. I think the Patriots defense probably fucking sucks. Um, if, but if it is true that it's not going to matter, it's not going to matter if the offense is dumbed down. It's not going to matter if Patricia's calling the plays. It's not going to matter if Joe Judge is calling the plays. It's not going to matter if Belichick's calling the plays. If you have a top 10, top 7, top 5 quarterback in the league, that can control your line of scrimmage and make the throws. You can call the plays fat Patricia. It doesn't, it doesn't matter as much as I think people want to make it out to be. So uh, that's kind of where I, I land on that. Yeah. You're muted still sniffle. If he's teaching the playbook to skinny Ray, do you think that he'll be like a bill uh, Tom Brady and go to the line of scrimmage and address the defense, see what they're doing and then change the play from there on out, even though skinny Ray's calling the plays in. I don't think um, I would venture a guess that Mac Jones lacks 
the true arrogance that Tom Brady has uh, accumulated over his career. Um, you know, I've never, I, I have stayed away from making the comparisons of Mac Jones and early Tom Brady, but it's starting to feel that way. And I don't think Tom Brady poo pooed Charlie Weiss and went right. up there and did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. What if they gave him three plays and said, You address the line, here are your three plays that we would want you to run against this defense. You figure out who the mic is and where the blitz is coming, and then you call the play. Um, where does Bill Belichick stand on this? If Belichick gives him the go-ahead, if Belichick gives him the green light, then yeah, Mac Jones will call a play and run it. But I think that's how they run their offense anyway. I think they go in mostly with two plays and and check to one or the other. Um, I you know whatever. I'm not that dumb it down. We've been calling for them to dumb down the offense for years because it's been 20 years of stacking on stacking on stacking and stacking. We saw Hall of Famers receivers come in here and couldn't handle it and had to go. So uh, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And uh, the best thing out of that whole thing we just said is Isaiah Wynn goes to right tackle. Trent Brown Fuck left. Yeah. Fuck yeah. A couple other notes. Uh, a couple of weed guys sticking together. Ronnie Perkins put some words on paper in an interview that said, Ramadama Ding Dong Stevenson is uh, in the best shape. His transformation into NFL running back has been incredible. He's an absolute beast. Uh, I think I made this prediction already on the show, but um, Ramondre Stevenson will be your number one back uh, this year, not um, Damian Harris. Ramondre Stevenson is your number one back moving forward for the New England Patriots. That's a bold statement. Well, I also said from Harris' rookie year, he runs too straight up. He gets hurt too much. He's had like three chest injuries for a running back. That's ridiculous. Like you got to put your head down. He doesn't know how to. Um, and Stevenson's a beast. Like he's, he's huge. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. He can catch. He can run. Uh, I'm in on Stevenson. Here's a guy that's been getting some uh, headlines here. In OTAs, Trey Nixon, seventh round pick, Trey Nixon. I think, I think I have this right. I think he was one of the last Ernie Adams, mm-hmm. like hand picked guys. Yep. Is he the next uh, Edelman, or is is he the next uh, Gunnar Osheski? I hope he's Edelman, but he's probably gonna be Gunner. Yeah. Now, you also have the uh, Thornton kid that was drafted early. That's kind of ahead of him. But they say this this Trey Nixon kid, first of all, he's like one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Um, second of all, he's white. So the Patriots love white. That's lock. the mold right there, yeah. <laughs> and third, he's been uh, making a real big connection with Mac Jones. Can you run across the middle and get your head knocked off and get up and do it again? Seventh-round guys are built for that. Oh, fuck yeah. If he can do that. He's going to have a really nice place on this team. Second round Taekwon Thornton's, they don't like to get their head knocked off. No, they just like to run as fast as they can down the field and be their seventh short. round white blockheads. Throw them out there. He'll be fucking a model by the uh, middle of the season. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to get that really slick looking haircut. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. you know, uh, uh. <laughs> all those guys went through it. Amendola went through it. Welker went through it. Edelman, their transformation of stud wide receiver. And just full on sex symbol went hand in hand. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. Hashtag wood. Um, okay, and the other uh, big thing coming out of the uh, OTAs is major, major competition coming at training camp, specifically at linebacker, specifically at cornerback. Wide receiver is deep, although they're basically giving the nod to the veterans at wide receiver and making the young guys earn it. Um, depth chart wide open going into training camp uh, coming up soon here. Well, I'd hope that cornerback depth chart is wide open because there's suck, 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 rookie, rookie, suck, suck. So, yeah, I hope it's wide open because I guess that Jack Jones kid, the one that was troubled from Arizona State, is making himself a little name out there. So that's nice to see. Yeah, I saw his name in the Sean Wade uh, kid that they got that they traded for from for Ravens last year. Yeah, I love when an asshole can make a difference on a team. That is just that's my cup of tea. Tell you what, there's been a certain asshole making a difference for me every Tuesday night for years, and I love it. Damn. We're right back with Simplest Minds of the Week. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. <laughs> I don't know if that was a layup. Turn around jumper, maybe. That was pretty good. Did you do the Antoine Walker after? A little shake. Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, Simplest Minds of the Week. Let's get this out of the way because I, I don't think we did touch on it earlier in the show. You mentioned it. Nesson finally has a streaming service. 
uh, to air uh, Bruins games and Red Sox games. I've been bitching about it for years out of market. Can't watch it. Even if you're in market, you got to pay Comcast an arm and a leg to watch it uh, for the low, low price of $30 a month. You get to watch the esteemed programming of one Nesson uh, and the Red Sox baseball games that last four hours, three hours too long. And uh, if you if you stay tuned for the Bruins and you get that too, thirty dollars Disney, the one of the biggest Disney. companies in the world, nine ninety nine, five ninety nine or whatever. Oh, is it five ninety nine? I don't know. Thirty dollars a month. <laughs> What are you thinking? Who's in the room and they're just like, yeah, this is a great idea. Whatever Netflix, what are they at? 17 bucks? Uh, what is uh Hulu? You know, 12? Oh, let's do 30. That sounds right for our sh- Do you get the Mad Fisherman with this package? You get everything they offer, which is just the games and the Mad Fisherman. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like they canceled their like if they had like desk updates, they stopped doing that. They're supposed to be programming, uh original programming coming with the package, but like woof. What a bunch of fucking idiots. What a bunch of idiots, John Henry. Fuck you. Fuck you, John Henry. And the Jacobs. Fuck you. You bastards. Fuck you everyone. dumb idiot. Dumb idiot bastard boys. Speaking of, um, idiot boys. Speaking of idiot boys, the real simplest mind of the week. Raymond? Uh, that would be one, the queen, Bill Gately. Show up. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday Rewind, June 17th. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Richard, uh, we just got off air. I'm, we had to cut the part that you want to talk to me about, um, but that's fine. And then it, it ended with a, we had our conversation with Ian Hill, who is uh, uh, on, a, on a journey and in a, in a, uh, a mission for a really important cause, but it was heavy. Very heavy. It was a heavy interview. It's coming out on Tuesday. Check it out. One, I'm glad that Bill wasn't present for. Yeah, no, Bill would have fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Bill generally fucks everything up. Unless it's a Red Sox or Bruins segment, I'm perfectly okay with Bill not being here. Actually, I take it back. I enjoy having Bill here once a week. Oh, do you? I was going to say, even on the Red Sox and Bill se- and Bruins segment, I'm okay with him not being here. No, I enjoy Bill. I enjoy him. It's nice to get an inside look at that bedroom. That's a joke. Yeah, no, I do like double closet look and... uh and uh you know he brings something but uh he definitely would have fucked up that interview um he already said it in the text exchange <laughs> i always fuck this up uh saving what's the what's the uh website that you screenshot and sent to me that i had to type in and you have to go look at your own fucking screenshots i got it uh season to save a life season to, to save a life thank you season to save a life that was uh coming out on tuesday uh, powerful stuff, but heavy, heavy stuff. Your topic that you want to talk about, that was heavy, got my mind working and heavy stuff. And then we had a guest uh, that you had lined up to, to, to fill in for Bill today and her little, I'm guessing, uh, Gen Z ass claimed sick and, and didn't want to join us. So that really pissed me off. Uh, uh, Gabby Hurtbert. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a foul mood. We, this is Wednesday night. We got the Celtics down. Uh, in the NBA Finals, they've been playing like shit, and uh, you know that's where I'm at right now. That's my that's my mood. I took a nap. I feel great. <laughs> I still don't know if I. What time did you take that nap? So I worked 4:30 a.m. to 2:30 p.m. Came home. I can't do math good. Are you on 10 hour days yet? No, that's a yes. Uh, that's a 10 hour day. That's a 10 hour day. 4:30 to 2:30. Yeah. Do you choose day. to go in at 4:30? Yeah, so I can get out at 2:30. Ooh, what about 5.30 to 3.30? Like, isn't that just eh. this? <laughs> I can get so much done in that two hours that no one's there. Okay. See? Do you really get things done? Or by done, do you mean watch NBA Finals games? 
that and lineup interviews and get some, gotcha send some stuff out let's see done for us got it okay well work. Um, yeah work. go on and then i came home had some za and then took a nap <laughs> what do you say we start the show uh simple mind sports show uh all things having to do with new england sports Thank you.